0: Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts this night be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. With our feet, we can stand. With our feet, we can situate ourselves in one place. We can root ourselves in a particular spot. I've been part of marching bands and military ceremonies that required long minutes of standing at attention or parade rest, proud, situated, balanced. Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. Jesus washes the same feet that at times stood with him And at times, in the words of Psalm 1, stood in the way of sinners eager to have the seat at the right hand of God. Jesus washes feet that at times stood with him, and at times stood in the way of children coming to Jesus. Jesus washes feet that at times stood for him in their teaching and healing. And very shortly after this night, feet that stood against him in denial. With our feet, we can walk and run and jump. We move forward and backwards, we can dance. Our feet are calloused like none other because with our feet, we move to and fro. We hike long trails. We run 10Ks. We meander along cityscapes, or landscapes, or beaches. Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. Jesus washes feet that left everything by the sea and walked with him, and at times that have been the same feet that shuffled timidly, hesitantly. Jesus washes feet that at times followed him, and at times those feet are the ones that walked right by a man in a ditch. Jesus washes feet of those those feet that have run and are running a good race. And at times, those same feet run and trade him for 30 pieces of silver. In Jesus' time, foot washing was a task reserved for the lowest of servants. And Jesus takes that place and, and touches the feet of those who have stood and walked and run in so many places and ways, and he washes them with water. And then he takes a towel and he dries them clean. Vulnerable, tangible, kind. You do not realize what I am doing, but later you will understand, he remarks. For his gesture points to the truth he will offer most fully and clearly upon the cross when he lays down his life in humility for all of humanity, regardless of where we have stood, where we have walked, where we have run. How does Paul put it in the book of Romans? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet standing in our mess, standing in, in the wrong place, standing mired in the wrong situation, while we were yet walking away from God, walking in our own direction, walking from neighbor, while we were yet faithless feet, Christ died for us. Or how does Jesus talk about in perhaps his most well-known parable? The father runs to that prodigal son who had run so far away, and when the father embraces that son, he turns to his servants and says, quick, bring the best robe, put it on this son, put a ring on his finger, and do you recall that final wardrobe detail for which the father calls? Sandals. Put sandals on those ran-the-wrong-way feet? Have you known love extended to you despite where you have stood or where you have walked? Have you known the waters of grace poured over even the most calloused parts of your heart? Ours is a God who washes contradictory and even faithless feet Ours is a God who washes tired and aching feet. Ours is a God who washes feet who do not move around so much anymore. Ours is a foot-washing God who then turns to us and says, As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And let's be honest, vulnerable, tangible, kind love of this order stretches our hearts even for those whom we care about the most. What is it to offer such grace to feet who stand against us or in our way or in God's way? What is it to offer such grace to feet who walk in other ways? What is it to offer such grace to feet anxiously scurrying about to procure resources or shelter, or food? What is it to offer such grace to feet tired from long shifts of stocking or delivering, homeschooling, or taking vital signs? What is it to offer such grace to feet stilled in loneliness? What is it to offer such grace to feet surely too calloused even to notice the gift of water, lavished upon them. But then I recall how this passage begins. John tells us, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. John wants to be clear that Jesus is assured with him in himself that God has empowered him, God has sent him, and he will return to God. Which is to say, all of whatever happens is in the hands of a good God who will not fail. And so the next line reads, So, in light of the confidence that God empowers him, God sends him, God holds him, so Jesus got up from the meal, took out his outer clothing, and wrapped the towel around his waist. Jesus is not at all certain how these feet will move after being washed. Maybe the feet will kick him. Maybe the feet will run in betrayal. Maybe the feet will dance with gratitude. Contradictory feet. Whoever fully knows how they will move after receiving love. And yet love does not calculate its giving based on how it might be received. Love is anchored in the assurance That upon us, Jesus has breathed his power. Love is anchored in the assurance that Jesus has sent us. Love is anchored in the assurance that one day we we shall return to Jesus. Love places its hope not in immediate results. Love places its hope in Jesus with whom every act of love ultimately leads to a rising. As I have loved you Love one another. Amen.